0: From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, once again, glad to be back with you. Uh, <clears throat> well, I'm here to uh, talk a little bit about uh, spiritual warfare for the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about that. Uh, I want to just lay a foundation today. You know, I just want to always uh, let you know it's that time of year again for us uh, as a ministry You know, where we really set out and try to, uh, you know, raise funds, funds to cover the radio show, to cover uh, the summer programs we run. Uh, Once again, if if you're able to make it to North Minneapolis, to 1001 Penn Avenue North, we do uh, run an everyday program uh, from June to August. uh, You know, uh, you know, 930 uh, to 5, you know, we're there uh, working with the young people, helping them out in uh, education exercise and also helping them find out who they are in Christ uh, and that's just that's the that's the bedrock of all we do uh, we take kids from reading to 12 in our everyday program and then uh, three days a week we have a junior high program uh, for for those kids uh, who are you know entering into seventh grade and uh, finishing um, about to go into ninth grade and, uh, and they, they work on leadership skills. They do, um, they do time management. They do a little bit of money management. Uh, they do decision-making skills. Uh, they do uh, communication skills, relational skills. And it's uh, basically a skill set thing. And then they volunteer uh, one day a week, uh, helping us. You know, they, they cook uh, the food, prepare the food for uh, the field trip. And go on the field trip, and they serve as leaders. Why they are there? So we try to get them into a leadership development role, you know, early in early in life. Uh, our high school and college age students they are work within the program, along with the adults, to uh, to help all this come together. So uh, the good thing about our program is that uh, everybody from the director to the high school and college students all were one time children in the program, and that's our thing is to raise up. Uh, indigenous leaders from the community uh, who can be a light and understand things. So uh, we have about 20, 20, 21 kids in college now, uh, you know going to school. We have uh, four going in this year and uh, we mentor them and follow them up and they come back and they volunteer. They volunteer through the track program. Our uh, track program starts this today. Uh, at one o'clock, from one to three, at Edison High School, uh, we start working with the kids every Saturday. And as the weather improves, uh, the first Tuesday in May, uh, we go we go Tuesday Thursday, and uh, getting the kids ready for a nice summer program and things that happen. Uh, all of this, you know, we we go and you know we try to raise and go low budget, uh, but salaries and 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 everything. You know, we need about, you know, 70000 a year. You know, our goal for this summer is forty five. dollars uh, We have a banquet coming up on May 17th. Uh, we're looking for people that will service table hosts, uh, to host the table, cover the cost, or just make a donation into in what we do. Uh, for more information, you can go to uh, 3deepleadership.com, our, our website, and you can find out more. Or, you know, and then once you go to the website, you can figure out, you can give me a call through the website and what you do. All right. Now to our subject today. You know, usually when we talk about spiritual warfare, you know, one of the favorite verses that I like to to go to is in Ephesians chapter six. And Ephesians chapter six, we usually start off with verse 10, where it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. But he said, finally, meaning he was stating something. He was talking about something. Previous to that, and to really get the gist of what he's saying, you have to go back to Ephesians chapter five, um, you know, to the to the last verse, where he starts, he says, um, you know, nevertheless, let every one of you, in particular, so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. And then and then it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So he's telling the man that he has to reverence his wife. The children need to obey their parents and the Lord for his right. And he's talking to the children that they have to honor their mother and father, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Then it goes into the servants to be obedient, you know, to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and singleness of heart and mind as unto, as unto Christ. Not with our service as man pleases, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Sometimes the, the, those two verses make people look touchy, you know, especially in our politically correct day and age, where we start thinking about, the, you know, how can the Bible endorse Slavery, you know, and the one thing that you have to understand about the the context of scripture and what makes Christianity so unique is that Christianity can function within different cultures and different streams. At that time period, there was a culture stream that there was slavery. It didn't waste its time so much in saying, you know, to fight slavery or state that slavery was on, but more or less, it dealt with the character of the individual. In other words, that if you were in this system if you were in a system that treated you this way, if you were in a system where you had a master, you know what I mean? And, you know, we can equate this easily to our our boss. You know what I mean? That when we get in there and how we work, when we go to work, we do our work as unto the Lord. We don't do our work, you know, just to please man or to please our boss or anything like that. We're pleasing God, you know, but if you're in this system, you know, this is the character and the way that you should act and you should reflect yourself. And if you're in this system, right, you know, that, 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 and you happen to be the master, right? You know, you should do do the same things under him, being forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master is also in heaven, neither is there respect the persons with him, meaning that now you have to operate and treat your employees, your servants, you know, as Christ would treat them, you know what I mean, as he treats you. You know what I mean? So that's there. So we, even when we look at, quote, unquote, you know when we think of slavery we think of the american western version of slavery you know god doesn't endorse that you know what i mean that's not an endorsement and even if the masters claim to love god the way they claim to love god then they would have treated they would have treated their servants the same way that god treated them and so we can't get thrown off here and and want to discount the whole bible and discount the whole nature of how we're to act you know, I mean, remember, it's, it's 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 how we carry ourselves. It's who we represent that is the key and the most important thing that we have to get into. And then it says, finally, my brethren, you know, so when you look at spiritual warfare, right? And And, and this is the key thing that I want to bring out today is that that there's more than just a prayer meeting. There's more than just quoting scripture. It's a lifestyle that you have to live, right? If you're married, reverence your partner, right? If you have children, right, provoke them not to wrath. If you are a child, you make sure you stay obedient to your parents. If you're in a situation at work, you, you know, because see spiritual warfare starts when the enemy is always looking for something to discredit you or to bring strife to you or to bring fear to you. Right. And so if you're in a situation like at work or something like that, where you're, you're, you're just, you know, the butthole employee, you know what I mean? Then you don't have to really worry about, uh, you're going to cause a lot of spiritual warfare for a lot of people because the enemy can easily work through you to bring strife into your workplace. You know, I mean? Because you will become the weak link in the chain that is there. And so when you, when we look at the, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, being strong in the Lord, you know, produces a level of obedience that is that is transparent in every area of your life. You can see every area of your life, you know, the way you are. And so when you look at it, your your family life, the context of family is very important because it sets the tone and the things that you are going to be strong in or weak in. You know, when you look at where your family was and, and where you come from. So in verse 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of His might, and you know, can nobody take you off of your square? Can nobody make you act out of context quicker than family? Family knows what buttons to touch. Family knows what to do. And if you're if you're living right, and if your home life is okay, you know, then you're ready to embark upon this journey. You're ready to embark upon this journey of spiritual warfare. But in being strong in the power of His might, put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil satan is as we like to say in the hood he's a beast he's a beast man you know and and his wiles his slyness his deceitfulness you know that that comes in the only way you're going to be able to stand is if you put on the whole armor of God because once again he's good you know and you got to understand that you have to respect your enemy respect your opponent I always tell my kids if you turn around and disrespect your opponent to my somebody's trash or something like that then that don't make you much better if all you beat was trash You yeah know I mean you respect your opponent because without him you wouldn't have a competition And, you know, and so, so therefore we look at to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Before you get to principalities and powers, you got to deal with flesh and blood. And the first level of flesh and blood that you have to deal with is your own flesh and blood. Because when the enemy comes in looking for a way to disrupt you, to distract you, to steal and kill and destroy you, he's he's looking at you. He's looking at your weaknesses. He's looking at your desire. You know, we only sin by our own evil lust and desires. He's looking at you. He's looking at your flesh and blood. And we we may get mad at somebody else and say, man, they made me do this or they made me say that. You know, but, but if it ain't in you, it's not coming out. And so the issue of it is, is that if something's coming out of you, then that means it was in you. And You got to ask yourself this question. How long has it been there? And what do I need to do to make sure it doesn't happen again? Right. So our first battle is is in flesh and blood. Now I like to use this diagram. And I and, and bear with me as as I as I go here. Man is made up of body, soul and spirit. Right? And a lot of times we like to blame our natural occurrences on some sort of spirit. And it's become common for us as believers to do that. I remember one time my son had gotten in trouble, and uh, I was about to, uh, he knew I was about to jack him. You know, he, he knew I was about to jack him. And I didn't say discipline, I didn't say, discipline. he knew he was about to get jacked. And uh, and so we were sitting down there talking, and, uh, and, you know, as always, I said, what can we do to prevent this from happening again? This doesn't exempt me from what I'm going to do, but I just want to make sure that, that we don't get down this road again. And then he said, Dad, uh, he said, can I, can I talk with, with Uncle with Uncle Elwood? I, I I just need to talk and pray. I said, okay. So I went, you know, his uncle came by, sat down there, and then he called me down the basement to talk to him. He said, uh, you know, your son has something to tell you. And uh, so I went over there and I said, okay, well, what is it, son? He said, well, Dad, I know why. I, I know why I did it. And I said, oh, okay, well, why'd you do it? He said, dad, I have a demon. <laughs> and it was all I can do not to fall out laughing, right? You know what I mean? And and his uncle is biting his lip, you know what I mean? And and And, and I'm like, but, you know, leave it to a pastor's kid, a Pentecostal pastor's kid, to say the reason why he was acting up was because he got a demon. You know what I mean? And, and it ain't, In other words, it ain't my fault, Dad. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, it ain't my fault. If you deal with this demon I got, I'd be good. You know what I mean? And, you know, and we laughed. We, we talked about I, I just had to let him go. I, I just, I, I had to let him go on that one. I just, because I couldn't keep a straight face. You know? I just couldn't keep a straight face. yo. Know, but the issue being that he immediately went to go blame something spiritual for his flesh and blood activity and it and it was not a result of anything spiritual; it was his own choice, and it was his own flesh and blood. Man is made up of body, soul, and spirit, and we have spiritual warfare at all three levels: we have it in our flesh, we have it in our soulless realm, and of course, hopefully, Lord willing you never have to have it in your spiritual realm you know what I mean because- because when you look at your soulless realm, that's your that's your memories your 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 conscious, your emotions, your everything like that you know whereas your body is your five senses, and we all know those five senses get to kicking in sometimes and we just can't we can't stop them you know what I mean you know sometimes we can sometimes we can smell the 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 sandwich you know cooking <laughs> when we're fasting you know and so uh as we come up on our break, you know when we come back. We're gonna talk about spiritual warfare and body, soul, and spirit and how to distinguish between those areas. God bless Thank you. Master. Thank you for my soul. It's an all-star lineup each morning here on AM 980, The Mission. John MacArthur of Grace to You is up at bat at 9, followed by Dr. David Jeremiah. Stepping up to the plate at 10 is Les Feldick of Through the Bible and Jack Hibbs with Real Radio. From the ballpark downtown to the smallest sandlot in Minnesota, we deliver Bible-based teaching with renowned doctors and preachers every day. We are AM 980, The Mission. Yeah. yeah, man, bring back visions of afros and tight bell-bottom pants. <laughs> ah, those days, those days. Hey, and, yeah, and war, what is it good for? You know, when we, when we battle, a lot of times uh, I find out that, you know, my five senses, if I don't bring them under control, they can, they can, they can wreak some havoc in my life. And, and and a lot of times I want to I want to blame that on on Satan. Uh, you know, I, I always think of the story about the guy, the pastor who was running late for church and and on his way to church. You know, he knew they was having testimony service. And as he got close to the church, he saw Satan outside of his church crying and he knew it was Satan. And he and he said at first he wanted to hit him and then he kind of felt compassion because he was crying and he's like, he asked him, he said, Satan, you know, you know, what's wrong? And Satan said, those folks in there testifying, blaming everything on me. And I didn't do none of it. You know what I mean? You know, and that's how it is. Sometimes we love blaming it on him. You know, the devil been busy, whatever, things like that. The devil acting up at my job. You know what I mean? But the the issue goes back to the thing is that, you know, what, what is your reputation at your job? What, what are you doing and in and, and which area that is in? And so when you're dealing with, with a, a fleshly problem, you know, when you got in there, that something that's there, they, they get you in that position, and you, you want to blame it on a spiritual problem, then it's not a spiritual problem. We're not have to jump up and have a prayer meeting and, and do all that for something that's really in the, the physical, fleshly part of your life. You know, and that that's that's what we have to, to, to deal with and have to realize that if that's the part of your life that we're dealing with, we don't have to get there. Now your soulless realm dealing with your memories your emotions and everything like that, you know, as, as your body processes, the five senses, your soulless realm has certain memories and things that kick in. You know, if you know, back, you know, 30 years ago, if you had said, Hey, let's go get a case of beer and, you know, a bushel of oysters or whatever. then you know, my soulless realm would have been like, yeah, great memories. You ask me that now, it's like, Nah, I'm not in for it. You know what I mean? that That's not a great memory. You know, the memory stays the same. How I process the memory has changed. Because of my relationship with Christ, I don't get excited about, you know, getting drunk or clowning or fighting or anything like that, whereas 30 years ago I did. You know what I mean? You know, so the memory is still the same. How I process it remains different. So in my soulless realm, how I process things is based upon that influence and in where I'm at. So now, now when you say let's go to church or let's go to prayer meeting, I get excited, you know. Whereas thirty years ago, I wouldn't have been excited about that, you know. the The issue is still the same, but now you have to look at how am I processing it. So in my in my soulless realm, you know, my memories, my emotions, my things like that, I need to renew my mind. You know, I mean, that's where my mind is. is in my soulless realm. And I, and and, and as it says in, in Romans, I need to renew that, right? P.G. transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? That 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 the word of God comes in, and now the word of God becomes my standard, not my fleshy desires and my fleshy beings going, but the word of God becomes my standard. So now when I'm when I'm balancing and I'm experiencing spiritual warfare in my soulless realm, in my mind, which is the main level. A spiritual warfare that you're gonna fight is in your mind. You know, when that happens, you know, now my mind, my soul is realm, my memories, right, my emotions bring up the Word of God. Start quoting the Word of God. It's almost like an automatic defense system. The Word of God rises up against whatever that thought or that that action may be. You know, I share with with the the church of Bible study how, you know, I was you know watching all those those sixty final sixty four games, right. And probably in the third round, I was sitting up there, and I said, man, I should get a beer. Now I haven't had a beer since 1982, right? And the thought just came, and there's nothing wrong with having that, but the thought came out of no. But the thing about it was, watching them basketball games, I saw 7,500 beer commercials, you know what I mean? My soulless realm, my mind, my emotions, my memories got bombarded with beer commercials. That so finally, I was like, yeah, I'll give me one, but I don't even want one. You know what I mean? And I'm like, so, I mean, I didn't even rebuke the thought. It wasn't even work rebuking it in the name of Jesus. It was just like, yeah, right, go ahead, move on. Because I realized because my body, my sensory, my, my ears and my eyes were getting bombarded, you know, with with a particular thing that now it was affecting my soulless realm, my memories and my emotions that, that were coming into play. And then the, when the thought shot through my head, and that's all it did was shoot through. It didn't last. You know, it just, as they say, like a bird flying over. It just flew over. And, uh, you know, I dismissed it. But I realized that wouldn't have never happened if I hadn't have saw the 7,500 beer commercials during, during the basketball game. You know what I mean? Because that's the only time it ever happened. I realized because my five senses were getting bombarded this way. Now my memories were going there and now here I am. I couldn't blame that on Satan. I just couldn't blame it on, it. you know what I mean? I couldn't blame it. The fact of matter, but then I put myself in a position where I get bombarded. And it only goes back to show you that, that, you know, definitely we have to always be careful what we take in because what we take in influences us. It, it wasn't in my spirit. See, the only way you get into the spirit is through the will. Yeah, there's nothing going to arbitrarily jump into your spirit. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it has to go through your will. Yeah, it has to go through your will. And I, and, and I know people ain't willing a lot of things to come through. So you really, the battle is in your mind, right? It's not, it's not in your spirit, it's in your mind. And people have to understand this when they want to talk about spiritual warfare and things like that. It's the mind. That, that that we get in there. So that was in my mind. My mind's I. That's what was getting bombarded. My five senses was being bombarded, you know, by the television and the commercials and the music and everything like that. And then in my mind, then the battle tried to rage The battle didn't start. You know, what I mean, It didn't didn't go that far. You know, what I mean, it, it, but I just it just goes to show you that you have to be careful on what you label something. You know, what I mean, we're so quick, as my son said. Yo, Dad, I got a demon, but he really didn't have a demon. He had a mind problem. He just had a decision making issue that he had to deal with and what he had to go through. So we're gonna pick this up next week, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the soulless realm, and then we'll get into uh, uh, what you need to do to dress yourself in uh, in armor of God in a practical, applicating way. All right, God bless. See you guys next week. Hey!